Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for August 4th, 2021. It's August 4th, 2021. Guess what August 4th is? It's my wife's birthday. So for those of you that know Isabella, please reach out to her today and wish her a happy birthday. I thank God for my wife. I'm thankful that I get to do life with Isabella Pena. Babe, if you're watching, uh, I believe that you are. I love you. I, I thank God for you. A lot of people uh, love you. We appreciate you. You're an amazing woman of God. And uh, thank you for being you. Thank you for embracing the grace to be the woman that God has called you to be. We love you and we honor you today. All right. So with that, I've been teaching a series entitled Destiny's Child. And you are not a mistake. I, I want you to know that. And I, I'm going to keep telling you that you're not a mistake. I'm going to keep telling you that you should be okay with being you. That, that you are who you are. Don't, you know, by the grace of God, get comfortable in your own skin and get comfortable in your own assignment. God called you to do something that he didn't call somebody else to do. He called you to do it. So you have to embrace it. Be okay with being you. Never be jealous of anyone else because jealousy is really a disrespect to God. When you're jealous of someone else, you're devaluing who God made you to be. You are unique. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Embrace it. Enjoy it. Celebrate it. I am comfortable being Rick Pena, and I'm I'm good. I'm good with being me. Isabella is good with being her. I pray that you get to the point where you are good with being you. You are destiny's child. You are not a mistake. All right, so that's it. Uh, let's get into the word. So uh, we've been studying. Uh, we looked at Jeremiah chapter one. Then we looked at Ephesians chapter two. And in Ephesians chapter two, I told you that there was two things that I was going to deal with as it relates to the grace of God. I told you, one, that you are saved as unearned grace. And I dealt with that yesterday. I dealt with salvation by grace. And then two, I said that I was going to tell you that you're not saved to sit. You're saved to serve. That there's some things that God called you to do. There's some good works that you're supposed to do that God plan for you to do from the foundations of the world. So with that in mind, the title of today's message is The Other Side of Grace. I'm going to talk to you about the other side of grace. Yesterday, I talked to you about grace for salvation, saving grace, grace for eternal life. Today, I'm going to talk to you about the other side of grace. And then tomorrow, I'm going to continue to flow in the same vein. <laughs> Excuse me. Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 10, the Bible says, I mean, that you have been saved by grace. This is Paul saying, listen, let's be clear about something. You have been saved by grace. You're not saved by works. You're saved by grace. He says, you have been saved by grace because you believe and you did not save yourselves. It was a gift from God. It is a gift from God. Eternal life is a gift. All you can do with the gift is receive it. You are not saved, verse nine. You are not saved by the things that you've done. You are not saved by works. Listen, you are not saved by works. I don't do works to be saved. Now, I do works because I'm saved. And, and we're gonna deal with that. That's the other set. The other side of grace, right? You're not saved by works, so you have nothing to boast about. Uh, Paul makes it clear that if, if we were saved by works, then people could say, oh, look what I've done. Like they could put the emphasis on them. But it's not about you. It's not about works. It's all about God. God gets all the glory. All the glory belongs to him. So it's not you're not saved by works. You're saved by grace. God's unearned, unmerited favor. It is the grace of God. And in verse 10, and we'll probably deal what well, we are going to deal with this a little bit more tomorrow. But verse 10 says, God made us what we are so that we could spend, in Christ Jesus, God made us new people so that we could spend the rest of our lives 
doing the good things that he already planned for us to do. There's some good works that God already planned for you to do. So in one sense, I'm talking about the two aspects of God's grace. In one sense, when God's grace is flowing, it has nothing to do with you. In one sense, when the grace of God is flowing towards you, it has nothing to do with your performance. It's all God. It's all unmerited. It's all undeserved. And God is doing things for you. Say for you. God does things for you. And, and in that sense, it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with your performance. But in another sense, this is the other side of God's grace. God does things through you. And so so when it in one sense, it has nothing to do with my performance. God is working for me. God is working. God is moving for me. God is opening doors for me that no man can close. God is closing doors for me that no man can open. God is going for me. And so in that aspect, it has nothing to do with me. But then the other side of grace is God through me. And so when God is working through me, it has everything to do with me. It has everything to do with what I'm doing. <laughs> and so now it's God through me. In one sense, it's God for me. In another sense, it's God through me. And so when it's God through me, God is looking for, for me to, to be willing, right? God is looking for my cooperation so that he can operate in my life. If I don't cooperate, he won't operate. And so I have to submit unto him. I walk with him. He walks with me. I, I, I will be his legs to walk. I will be his mouth to talk. I'm giving myself over to God as a conduit, a vehicle, a channel, a vessel. I yield myself to God to be used. And I walk into every meeting, conversation, activity, Zoom call, whatever I'm going into. And I'm like, Lord, I'm your, I'm your son. I'm your daughter. I'm yielded to you. You can use me for your glory. So there's two aspects of God's grace. In the first aspect, that has nothing to do with you, not your performance. It is God for you. And the second one is God through you. And in that aspect, it you are working. And, and, and at that point, you might work harder than you've ever worked in your life. Uh, but now it's not you doing it. It is the grace of God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15 uh, uh, and verses 9 and 10, the apostle Paul he explained as well, right? In one aspect, it's not my performance. In the other aspect, it is my performance. So Paul said it this way. He says, listen, let's be clear about something. Paul said, I am the least of all the apostles. Like I, if I look at all the apostles, I'm the least of all the apostles. I wasn't there, right? I wasn't there when Jesus walked on water. I wasn't there when Jesus was, was feeding the multitude. I, I wasn't there when he was giving the fish to the, to the other apostles and they were popping the head off and another head was growing and the fish was multiplying in their hands. I wasn't there when Jesus said, Lazarus, and Lazarus popped up like a mummy. You know, he was still wrapped up in the, in, in the cloth. And he said, no, I wasn't there. And I'm the matter of fact, I was on the wrong team. I was persecuted the church. I'm the least of all the apostles. And so I caused a lot of trouble for the church of God. I don't, I don't even deserve to be called an apostle. See, that's the first aspect of God's grace. So it was unmerited, undeserved. It's not me. It's all God. And, and, and Paul says, but God treated me with undeserved grace. He made me what I am. And his grace towards me shall not be in vain. It's not going to be wasted. Then he says, let me flip sides. Other aspect of God's grace. He says, but I worked harder than all the other apostles. I've been on four missionary journeys. I've been locked up. I've been in and out of prison. I've been writing half the New Testament. I've been doing now. I worked harder than all the other apostles. Man, but that doesn't sound good because it sounds like, you know, there's too much of me in the way. And then he comes back and says, but then again, but then again, guys, hey, let me be clear about something. But then again, but then again, it wasn't it wasn't even me. It's the grace of God towards me. So there's two aspects. And one aspect, I, I don't deserve it. God called me. Yeah. And another aspect had and one aspect has nothing to do with my performance. The other one has everything to do with my performance. Ever since I've been saved, I've been working. I've been running. I've been, I've been working harder than I ever worked in my life. But it's not me doing it. It's the grace of God. There's two aspects of God's grace. A lot of times we only focus on the first one. So what does this mean for you 
today, two facets of God's grace. Let me just talk about these two. And I really want to get to Ephesians 2 and 10, but I'm probably going to have to do that tomorrow. So let me give you two things on today. I want you to open up your heart to receive these two things. So number one, further, I'm just driving this home. There's two aspects of God's grace. The first one is there's grace where you do nothing. There's grace where you can't do anything, right? It's, the, it's all God is, none of you is all of him. There's grace where you do nothing. So this facet of God's grace is, this is what most believers are familiar with, right? It's the unmerited favor of God. That's what I taught on yesterday. Salvation has nothing to do with your performance. It's a gift. You just receive it. And so, so if you read the gospels, you'll see account after account after account after account where you can see the grace of God in operation. Remember um, the woman caught in the very act of adultery? That was the grace of God. Jesus didn't give her what she deserved. He gave her what she did not deserve. He gave her unmerited favor. He gave her unearned grace. He was like, listen, uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to accuse you. And a matter of fact, if anybody else, all these people that want to stone you, matter of fact, you guys check your own heart. He that's without sin cast the first stone. And then the Bible says that they started walking away from the oldest to the youngest. And then and then Jesus like, look, where are your accusers? She was like, I, I, I don't see any. Well, I'm not going to accuse you either way. Either you walk away now, go and sin no more. Now, the grace of God is not a license to sin. It means you're free from sin. Now, that, that, that doesn't mean you continue in sin now. He said, go now. I'm going to give you grace. It's unearned. It's unmerited. It's undeserved. But go and sin no more. That was the grace of God. She did nothing to earn it. She did nothing to deserve it. I can give you case after case, example after example. Remember when David got anointed to be the next king of Israel? He was minding his own business, sending the sheep. He was called out of the fields, anointed to be the next king of Israel. He never asked for it. He never worked for it. He never deserved it. It was all grace. It is the grace of God. Paul terrorized the church. Paul was a terrorist against Christians. Paul was having Christians murdered, uh, locked up, imprisoned, beaten, stoned to death. All of this, Paul did that. He was. He thought he was serving God. He was fighting against God. It was clearly, it was, if God based Paul on his performance, he was not qualified. Obviously, he was he was working against the cause of Christ, and God called him anyway. That is the the grace of God. It is unmerited. So one part of God's grace is you can't earn it. Has nothing to do with you. Has everything to do with God. The second aspect, the other side of God's grace, it is grace that empowers you. There's this empowering presence on your life for you to do what you could never do without God. So this is a facet of God's grace that sometimes people don't talk about. Not only does God call you by grace, but he then graces you to fulfill the call. Look at me. God calls you to do some things that you can't do. He calls you by grace, unmerited, unearned, undeserved, but then he graces you to fulfill the call. So said another way, he gives you a promise that you cannot fulfill, and then he gives you the grace to get it done. So he calls you to do something that you can't do, and then he empowers you to get it done. Paul said it that way in 1 Corinthians 15 and 10. We just saw it. He was like, look, God called me. I, it, I was on the wrong team. I didn't deserve it. He called me anyway. And then he empowers me. It is God living in me. In John 14 and 10, Jesus said, it's the father who lives in me. He gives me the words. He performs the work. It's all God. It's God on me and in me and with me and for me. And so Paul was like, I worked harder than all the other apostles. But then again, it wasn't even me. It was the grace of God through me. It was the grace of God on me. It was, it, it, I'm, I'm over here writing all books of the Bible, but it's not me. I'm not coming up with the words. I might be the conduit, but I'm not the author. The author is the Holy Ghost. And so, so I might write, I'm, I'm, 
I have the pen, but I don't have the words. It's like it's like the Holy Ghost is working through me. And so God will send you into a meeting and, and you're in the meeting and like, oh my God, I'm saying stuff I never heard before. I'm, I have to write things that I'm in the meeting and I'm talking and I have to write down what I said because I never heard it before. It's, it's God living in you. God empowers you. God will give you wisdom that exceeds your education and experience. God will give you favor. God gives you this empowerment to do what you could never do without him. God calls you to fund things fund projects that you don't have the money for, and then he puts the money in your hands. I'm saying this is the grace of God. Without grace, Paul could never have been qualified to preach the gospel. God qualified him. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. And so God calls you, and then he blesses you, and he graces you. Without the grace of God, Paul could never do it. Without the grace of God, I could never do it. Without the grace of God, you could never do it. God gave Paul grace before he lifted one finger to perform God's will, and then he gave him grace to fulfill the assignment. This is the facet of God's grace that I'm going to talk about on tomorrow. Just like with David, going back to David. It was the grace of God on David. David killed a lion and a bear with his bare hands. That was the grace of God. God empowers you to do what you could never do. David killed the giant with a slingshot and a stone. That was the grace of God. There's this super on your natural you, that, that you have to acknowledge. I am not a self-made man. I'm a God-made man. When people give you the glory and you deflect that glory right back to God, hold on, hold on. Let me make, let me make this clear. I am who I am by the grace of God. I'm not that smart. I'm not that good. I'm not that. Listen, I, I'm a grace case. I, I can tell you that time after time after time, people would acknowledge me. Man, Rick Pina does this. Rick Pina does that. No, no, no. <laughs> to God be the glory. I am who I am by the grace of God. I don't even know how, how I do half the stuff that I do. And people are like, well, how do you get this? Listen, it's the grace of God. It is the grace of God towards you to do what you could never do without God. So in one aspect, it has nothing to do with you. In the other aspect, it has everything to do with you, but it's not you, it's God through you. And so you have to be submitted to God. You have to be willing. You have to, you have to give him your heart and give him your life. You give him the work and he will put a super on your natural. Now, under, without understanding these two aspects of God's grace, you will never become the, the man, the woman that God called you to be. Because if you don't understand the first one, you're going to feel unqualified. And you got you to gotta realize that, yeah, you're unqualified. You're a grace case. It doesn't matter. It's not about you being qualified. God qualified you. Jesus was perfect for you. And if you don't understand the second one, you will never try to do it because you'd be like, I can never get that done. Well, it's the grace of God. It has nothing to do with your performance. So in one sense, listen, you know, it's not about you performing. In the other sense, listen, if you would just give your performance over to God, he will, ex he will perform things through you that you could never do without him. It is the grace of God. He will exceed your power, your ability, your strength. You will be able to see things and say things and do things that you could never do without him, that you never imagined yourself doing. So if you see limits, but see, let me just say this as I close, as I start to wrap up. For you to be the man, the woman that God called you to be, you can't see limits. Because if you see limits, then you're focusing on the wrong thing. If you see limits, you're focusing on you. If you see limits, you're focusing on your bank account, your education, your resume, your strength, your circle of friends, your connections. Stop. Then you're focusing on the wrong thing. God calls you to do things and he wants you to focus on him. He can do it through you. It is the grace of God. If you see limits, you're not focusing. You're focusing too much on your humanity and not enough on your divinity. And so that's enough for today. I'm going to show you tomorrow from Ephesians 2 and 10 that all the stuff that I'm saying that you're supposed to do, God planned for you to do it from the foundations of the world. All of this stuff was pre-planned. You are not a mistake. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, this is a season of leveling up for me. Now, I level up 
by your amazing grace. Both aspects of your grace are in operation in my life. I acknowledge the fact that you call me by grace. I was completely undeserving and you call me anyway. Now that I've answered the call, you give me the grace to fulfill it. I have the grace to do everything you have called me to do. And I declare that I will. Like Paul, I acknowledge that I am who I am by your grace. And your grace towards me shall not be in vain. It shall not be wasted. <laughs> I'm going to use it for your glory. This is why I can boldly declare greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button on the top right corner and uh, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. This is the other side of God's grace, that the side that sometimes people don't talk about. There's this empowering presence for you to do, which you can never do without God. As I close, I want you to do three things for me this morning. I normally say two things, but I want three things today. Number one, Share this message on your social media, on your timeline with your friends. Number two, leave me some comments in the chat. And number three, if you know my wife, reach out to Isabella and say happy birthday. I love you. Have an amazing day. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.